This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. We're going to join uh, none other than Gaurav Sharma, the Labour MP for Hamilton West. And uh, Gaurav, good morning. Good morning, Brian, and uh, good morning to all your listeners as well, and a happy new year. I guess it's the first interview uh, for the year uh, with Free FM, and I uh, just wanted to wish everyone a great uh, 2022. Let's hope it uh, picks up and we get rid of this Omicron as well. That's uh, been a big bugbear, hasn't it? Oh, definitely. Look, fingers crossed. And, uh, you know, I think when the pandemic started, we were all hoping that 2020 would be the last year we would be dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're in uh, our third year of uh, dealing with the pandemic. So I think we're all on the same side when we say, you know, hopefully we'll get rid of uh, COVID for good this year. It would be a good idea, that's for sure, if we could just uh, shoot it down somehow or the other. Um, the house going back this week, and you're going to go down and meet a lot of uh, protesters down there, I guess. Yes, so uh, last week was the first week of uh, Parliament for 2022. Oh, was it? Um, yes, and, uh, you know, obviously um, you've been hearing about the protesters yeah. uh, as well. Um, but I think, I mean, you know, there's a couple of things I would say is, uh, you know, obviously, you know, as New Zealanders, we all have the right um, to protest and to make our voices heard. Um, but there's also, you know, obviously a responsibility that comes with protesting. And what we've been saying is that a lot of people are getting harassed. Um, you know, there's some school kids who that got spat at and were told off for yeah. um, wearing masks. We've got uh. businesses there that are suffering. Uh, emergency services can't get through because you know, people are blocking the roads. Yep. Um, so none of that, you know, sort of is what you would expect from a protest. I mean, it's not been a good idea, has it, at this stage? Yes, it's unfortunate that something like that has happened. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this, uh, I would also like to remind people that, um, you know, just the day before yesterday, 49,000 um, people had their booster, sorry, uh, yeah, their booster shots. So, you oh, know, that's, that's, yeah, so that's quite a lot of people, you know, who are actually out there um, getting the vaccine on a single day. Yep. So a lot more people um, are in support of the mandate and support of vaccination um, than people protesting. Absolutely. Well, uh, like most people, I've had uh, my first, my second and my booster. So, <laughs> um, you know, you feel a little bit more confident about doing things and going out when you've uh, taken that step. Definitely. And, and I think, I mean, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, in the last two years, we have had um, one of the lowest or the lowest, um, um, you know, mortality rate, yes. death rates, but also hospitalization rates across the world. Uh, and, you know, recently, the Lowy Institute ranked all the countries uh, in terms of the COVID response. And New Zealand was ranked again number one uh, because of how well we've done. Uh, and, you know, partly, obviously, it's, it's to do with government and how you know things have been rolled out but obviously you know um to do with people yep. and how people have actually um really taken that advice and followed it so whether it's you know getting your uh, vaccination the original two doses yep. or getting your booster shots now um, but also people you know making sure people are using qr codes vaccine yep. passes yep. washing your hands all those things wearing a mask all those things that have actually helped um curb this um yeah, so the boosters are an important part of it, and I'd really encourage everyone to go and get it. And actually, I've got mine booked uh, for later on in a few days as well, because uh, um, 
I've only just become eligible in the last few days. All right. Oh, well, best luck with that one. It's uh, quite painless, you know. (laughs) Um, But there we are. The borders, a lot of people wanting to know when the borders are going to open. Is there any indication from the government on that? Yes, and, uh, you know, as you would recall, initially um, the government did an announcement around when the borders will be open. But what happened is, as we came to, uh, with Omicron cases increasing in number, um, that sort of timeline had to change. Yes. And we're now at a point where, uh, again, a new announcement has been made uh, around it. But I think uh, it's important to first of all know that um, despite um, the announcements on this, obviously things can change. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's quite a, a moving situation yep. uh, on how things are, are going. Um, but there has been an announcement in terms of staggering our border opening again. Yep. Um, and... Um, so what we're doing is from the 27th of February, um, we will be opening up to New Zealanders uh, and other eligible travellers uh, who are coming from Australia. Yes. So that's the first step. Then from 13th of March, uh, we will be opening up to uh, you know Kiwis who are um, in other parts of the world. Yes. And then we'll also open up to, there are a few other categories to add to it. So there are skilled workers who are one and a half times, who are earning more than one and a half times the median wage. Uh, as well as the working holiday scheme visa. Oh, yes. Um, so that's from 13th of March. And then from the 12th of April, uh, it's going to open up to um, temporary visa holders who are offshore at the moment, as well as uh, 5,000 international students for semester two. Yep. And this has got to do with, um, you know, obviously um, the studies and, you know, institutions have also been affected by how they've been able to take yep. um, kids uh, in terms of education. So sort of helps uh, with the universities and politics as well. And then we can also get critical workforces, again, who earn one and a half times that of the median wage. Yes. And uh, step four is in July. So that's open to anyone coming from Australia uh, and anyone who has a visa waiver travel. Uh, and then also anybody who is on a credit employer work visa. Uh, and then from October, we're open for everyone. So people coming from the rest of the world, um, you know, visitors coming in. Um, so, yeah, so there is a five-step plan. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, again, but it is important to remember that, you know, things are, can possibly change, just uh, how Omicron is yes. or COVID is. But that is the plan for now. Oh, well, hopefully it'll all go right on as it should do. And <laughs> there we go. Um, what are some of your hopes for 2022? What are some of the uh, things that are on the uh, agenda, as it were? Yes, so I think the biggest one would be the health reform. Uh, and, you know, being on the Health Select Committee uh, and also being a, a medical doctor, I guess I get to see both sides of the, uh, you know, the policy making. Yes. And what it is, is, I mean, it's one of a kind of a reform, uh, you know, once in a lifetime sort of a reform. Uh, and what we're doing is basically um, amalgamating a lot of DHPs together uh, and changing the way, I guess, people access services. So both primary care and tertiary care uh, will be affected positively. Uh, and the idea is that, you know, it will cut through a lot of red tape um, and also a lot of the postcode lottery. Yes. So at the moment, um, you know, your care is defined by uh, where you live. Um, so that makes huge um, difference um, to how you access healthcare. Yeah. Um, so from uh, July, there'll be a new entity um, which will take over the, the district health boards and we will have four regional um, hospital organizations. So... 
uh, instead of 20 DHPs, there'll be four different um, regional hospital networks. Yes. And instead of uh, PHOs, the primary healthcare organizations, there will be locality networks, uh, which will help um, run the general practices and the primary care side of things. Uh, and we're also, you know, getting towards a model of a hub where, um, you know, you're not just going to see your GP, but you also have uh, physiotherapists or occupational health therapists. Yes. Um, you know, social worker, all those services available in the same uh, practice. Because I think a lot of um, conditions that we see out now in the community, and even myself when I was a GP at um, uh, Avalon Medical Center in Norton, um, it's not just about, you know, health related. There's a, there's a wider issue there. Yes. Uh, and you need that social support. So so all these health reforms, I think, will be one of the biggest ones. Um, the second thing is um, we're setting up a Ministry of Disabled Persons. Yes. And again, you know, that's a, that's a big thing because um, so I'm, I'm the co-chair of PCAL, which is the Parliamentary Champions for Accessibility Legislation. And, and the group is all about making sure that they, the, the bills and the legislation coming through Parliament have an access-related focus to it. Uh, and for the first time, you know, we'll have a ministry that is solely responsible for people um, with access needs. Um, so that's a that's a big step um, in, in getting you know our, that voice for our disabled um, you know people and their families yep. out there. So that's another one. Um, no. Then obviously, you know, dealing with COVID uh, is is a big thing, and and you know, we are going into you know higher inflation. Uh, things are obviously. Um, you know, there's a global uh, inflation is increasing, yes, so that's something as well that's being looked mm. at. Exactly. Um, so, but I think the biggest challenge still is Omicron in many ways. Yep. Uh, and COVID, because um, in many ways, you know, that sort of defines how everything works. And as we've just talked about at the border policy, for example, um, you know, we intended to open the border before, but obviously, as case numbers had risen, yes. uh, we had to postpone that uh, border opening again. So I think Omicron will still be uh, quite an important challenge that we'll be facing this year. Well, you certainly can going to get into it. So I hope you have a good week down in Parliament and uh, everything goes well and uh, and you don't get bogged down on the front lawn or anything like that. And uh, we'll talk to you in, again in two weeks' time, uh, Gaurav. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And um, just one more thing I'll say is, um, so we've already uh, organised to have 12 uh, constituent clinics in different neighbourhoods. All right. And uh, the date should be coming out sometime this week uh, and we'll be widely advertising it, but it's just across town to make sure that, you know, if people want to come and see us uh, about different issues, uh, you're more than welcome to um, book an appointment and come and see us. That sounds really great and uh, might even drop in and say hello myself. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Uh, so have a, have a good week and we'll catch up with you in a fortnight's time. Thank you, Brian. See you soon. Okay, bye for now. That was Guru Sharma and uh, he's the uh, MP for Hamilton West and uh, we'll be talking to him, as I said, in a fortnight's time. But uh, don't forget to go to one of the clinics that he's running around the town and uh, they'll be well publicised and uh, you'll have the chance to go in and, uh, and uh, talk to him face to face. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.